Hi, this is Greg Mason sitting in for Rich Gerard, who wanted me to inform you that he's actually working, doing something a little bit different right now this morning. Not vacationing, so I stand corrected. It is a beautiful day outside. Late summer day, I hope everyone's enjoying it. Hope you started your day. It's 8 o'clock, 8.05 a.m. this morning, and I hope everybody's got gotten up and gotten going. Uh, once again, Greg Mason at WLMW this morning. If you'd like to call in and talk to us, our number is 606-6762. Be happy to chat with you. I noticed that Hillary Clinton had her first book signing yesterday in uh, New York. Uh, wild applause as she um, people waited for hours, hours in line. Um, some people slept overnight just so they could get a book signed by Hillary, uh, who was, of course, late for the signing, and uh, she made her way up to the raised platform and sat down and just started signing. No hello to the crowd, no thanks for hours of waiting, uh, no thanks, no apology or acknowledgement for being late or for losing the election, not a single word. She just started signing. That was it, that was all. Um, the book was supposed to show us a different Hillary, but uh, I guess... Not going to happen. You know, wait it out, sweat it out, love her all you want, but she's popping in for your cash and nothing more. Uh, Hard to, uh, I don't know. And this person was almost president. (sighs) Boy, did we dodge a bullet. Anyway, here we are. Uh, And speaking of that, I want to tell you a story about once upon a time in the United States. Once upon a time in the United States, many people, We'd get up every morning and go to work at perfectly lawful businesses. Um, they would go to work maybe at their gun shop. Maybe they would go to work at ammunition sales or fireworks sales. Uh, maybe they would go to work selling um, surveillance equipment or tobacco or travel clubs. Coin dealers, another example. It turns out that the previous administration found ideological objections to a lot of these things, especially the gun shops. And they didn't like the fact that these businesses were allowed to exist. So they took those objections to the people in the form of their representatives. And the people declined to do anything about it, especially the gun issue. So they took their objections to the court system. And by and large, the court system refused to do anything about it. So the Obama administration decided to take their objections to the Justice Department, and they came up with a program called Operation Choke Point. You may not have heard of this, but Choke Point was an initiative that would cut off the access to the banking system for these and other businesses under the guise of investigating these businesses for fraud and money laundering. So when they couldn't get the law changed to curtail gun sales, the Obama administration decided that they would shut the gun business down by getting the Justice Department to get the banks to cut them off at the money. And they did that by getting them to lose access to the banking system. Um, They started this in 2013, 
And they started investigating banks that were doing business with perfectly lawful enterprises, again, such as firework sales, um, a whole list of businesses, uh, home-based charities, uh, pawn shops, uh, tobacco sales. They, and, and banks that were doing business with these people were put under investigation under, through Operation Chokepoint. Um, and, and they were scrutinized just because their activities were politically disfavored. Operation Choke Point, in my mind, was a stain, you know, on our government because when th- what the previous administration couldn't get through legal means, um, they decided that, you know, maybe we'll just try to get through, uh, you know, I would call illegal means. The good news is, is that the, the Trump administration has shut down Operation Choke Point um, and I bet you this is something that you haven't heard in the news, but Operation Choke Point is now over, and the initiative is no longer in effect, and it will not be undertaken again. Um, the Trump administration has officially shut it down, has ended it, um, and it's one of the many successes, one of the small, many small successes that are fl- currently flying under the radar with the Trump administration. Uh, many of the things that are happening um, that you know, aren't being promoted in the press that the Trump administration is working on um, that uh, I think, you know, merit quite a lot of attention that we're not seeing in the mainstream media. But this is one example of what's happening, is draining the swamp. It's important to remember that for this to happen, people in the Justice Department had to go along and, and go along with this. And I can't find any evidence of people resigning in protest over this kind of activity from the Justice Department. Um, but, you know, people went along with it and people said, hey, yeah, we're just, you know, we're, we're going to go along with this and we're going to put this into act. Uh, we'll put this into action. Um, even though, you know, I, I find it personally offensive that the, the government would try um, to enforce uh, a political agenda um, by manipulating the banking system to put businesses out of business just because they didn't like the kind of business that you were in. When they couldn't get it done legally and they couldn't get it done through the court system, um, you know, they decided to do it, you know, this way. Operation Choke Point. Uh, I'd, I'd encourage you to look it up on the web. Um, you'll find, uh, you know, quite a lot on it. I think there's even a Wikipedia entry. Um, but it's, it's definitely something to consider looking at. The other thing that I found to be interesting, uh, I, we were looking up, uh, somebody took the time to look up the, the legislative history, um, you know, the DACA uh, situation. Um, people, there's a lot of controversy about, uh, you know, DACA. And it turns out, surprise, surprise, that in, the, in 2007, the, uh, the later, at the, toward the end of the... Um, Bush administration, um, the government was very close, or the Congress was very close to passing um, legislation, immigration legislation, that would have put something very close to DACA into law and uh, get it working, um, which would have, you know, would have put a DACA in place back in 2007. And it would have happened with, uh, but, but, but for the interference of five different senators that stepped in at the last minute over the ejections of Ted Kennedy, it turns out, um, to, to corrupt the whole deal 
Uh, and one of those senators turned out to be Barack Obama, uh, who short-circuited the whole deal and at the last minute. And again, over the uh, strenuous objections of uh, Ted Kennedy, um, and, and short, short-circuited the whole thing. Um, somebody went back in the legislative history and found that Mr. Uh, Mr. Obama actually, uh, you know, worked to shut down what would have been uh, a predecessor to the DACA program back in those days, uh, shockingly, uh, which is, again, something that I don't think you're going to find uh, written in the news, uh, back in 2007, which is, you know, very unfortunate. Um, but now today he's running around saying that, uh, gee, you know, how, how terrible it is that Mr. Trump is putting it back on Congress to do it legally uh, after, after, you know, Mr. Obama ran around for months and months saying that he didn't have authority to do something like the DACA, uh, then turned around and did it anyway. Um, he's, he, he told people that he simply didn't have the constitutional powers to do it, ah, but then he did it anyway. Um, it turns out that, um, you know, when he had the opportunity, both as a senator and then as president, to get it done, he just, he didn't do it. And um, once you know, he had full control of the, of the House and the Senate in the first two years of his administration, they took no action. Um, so I, I find it highly hypocritical um, that Mr. Obama is running around as an ex-president today um, and, and claiming that Trump is, you know, the one who's unfeeling and, you know, a terrible man for, for uh, turning off the DACA and putting it in Congress's, uh, you know, Congress's uh, lap where it, directly where it belongs. Anyway, uh, enough of that. How many people heard about the Apple, came, Apple's new iPhone that came out? Um, Yesterday, Apple released their iPhone 8 and the iPhone 10. I don't know if they'll ever be a 9. Josh, did you hear anything about it? No, I didn't. Oh, come on. I know. I have an Android. No, I thought you'd be right on top of that. No. Ugh. You're in not an iPhone guy, Android? Be, but in my old age, I haven't been uh, <laughs> keeping up. <laughs> well, listen, so what happened is, for those of you who are in the iPhone business... There's, uh, as you're probably aware, there's two different uh, major lines of phones out in the world. There's Android, there's iPhone. Uh, Two different operating systems. So the Android, just like with PC and Apple, there's an Android operating system that uh, uh, is a free and open OS, and so the phones tend to be cheaper because the uh, companies that make the phone don't have to pay uh, for the operating system. And anyone can make an Android phone. Uh, and many people do, many companies do, and there's some wonderful phones out there made by Samsung specifically when they're not <clears throat> on fire. <clears throat> I didn't say that. Um, the Galaxy is an excellent example of a wonderful Android phone. Um, the only people in the world that make iPhones are Apple, and their operating system is known as iOS, iOS, which is an entirely different operating system than you'll find on a Mac which runs the Mac OS. But anyway, uh, Apple came out with the big release of the uh, iPhone yesterday. That was an exciting thing for them. Um, they came out with two different phones, uh, the iPhone 8 uh, and a iPhone X or a 10. And I certainly hope they don't do what they did for football, start with the Roman numeral updates and stuff. Do you know why they did that? Why, is that, why, why they, they skipped the 9 or... It- 
I don't know whether are they skipping the nine. I don't know. Or if is the X not going to be ten? Well, the X. I think they call it the X because it's going to cost a thousand bucks to buy. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so the X is going to be a thousand dollar phone. Um, the Apple, as everybody knows, probably if you've been into iPhones, you've had two sizes. The standard phone's got a, I think it's like a 4.7-inch screen, and the Plus model's a 5.5-inch screen. So, there's again, there's going to be two iPhone 8 models, and they're going to be about the same size. Um, the iPhone X, which is more like a phone tablet, which I call a phablet, is, uh, is going to be even bigger with a 5.8-inch screen. Um, but the screen covers more of the surface of the phone, so it's it's basically it's going to be about the size of a standard. It's only going to be a little bit larger than a phone, but from what I can see from the dimensions, it could be a lot heavier. It's going to be a lot heavier. It's going to be an OLED screen. The 10 or the X is going to be an OLED screen, which is um, uh, organic light-emitting screens. Like, like you can already buy today on a Samsung, you can buy OLED screens, which absolutely are gorgeous. Um, when you see that, if you put one side by side, they are just beautiful. The organic light emitting display technology. It's incredibly thin. It's incredibly bright and vivid. Uh, when you see a phone like that, you'll never want to go back. Um, if you want to run to a Samsung, you can buy it today. Um, if you have any questions about this, uh, you can call us at 606-6762. But the, uh, we'll, we'll go on about more information about the new iPhone release to give you up to speed on that. This is Greg Mason sitting in for Rich Gerard. Please stay with us. WLMW 90.7 FM.